Even though this is ice cold, there's nothing like pouring something ice cold over oh. already ice cold ice. That's nice, and then ha- and then downing some some caffeine with some aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> well, as a hypochondriac, I'm constantly having to make sure I don't die of a heart attack before it happens. Okay. Welcome to Futile Podcast. Tonight, we got uh, Zach and Ian. We're going to talk about uh, detective stuff, maybe. Talk about uh, the new... Uh, I guess it's new. Well, maybe it's old to the BBC people, but new to new to, new to to Masterpiece Theater. It only came out in the summer on BBC. Okay, uh, we're talking about the first season of Sherlock, the uh, modernized version of the Sherlock Holmes Mysteries. And the first season is only three episodes, but each episode is like 80 minutes or something. So it's, it's like a movie, pretty much. So this is one of those rare occasions where, like, I, I commented on, like, the social networking sites about something I'd seen. Because I like to do that so that way I can remember, like, for later, for podcasts. Like, maybe I post on a Twitter or something like, oh, I just saw this and it was good. Or this was dumb or whatever. And uh, rather than some kind of snarky comment from you... You actually posted like, yeah, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> well, because it was good. Usually, you say stuff. You say stuff like that about dumb things. Yeah, well, that's true. I, I do sometimes say that. You, ha- you happen to get lucky with something. I got lucky. Um, I think we all got lucky because this actually was pretty good. I, I remember seeing the. Uh, I was watching the Wallander episodes that were on before this with Mystery, uh, the uh, story of sort of another detective thing. Is that the? Uh, that's the Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh. Branagh. Yeah. It looks really good. It, it's got a certain kind of feel and tone. I don't know. I, I like that. I, I, I like... I've always liked watching Masterpiece Theater Mystery programs. Ever since I was a kid, I watched the old uh, Granada Adventures of Sherlock Holmes series. And I actually really looked forward to it and liked watching it as a kid. Right. Which now, I, I just rewatched it recently. Like, the entire thing. The entire run. Like, all seven series or whatever. And... Um, I mean, it's pretty slow. It's it's pretty like true to the probably the original sort of stories in terms of like the the general kind of pacing, and there'll be whole episodes where it's like twenty minutes before the detective component even really gets involved, and it's just like this like well-to-do family and I, some kind of a soap opera. Somebody doesn't get along I, I with somebody. Think, have, have you read Have you read the complete stories? Uh, no, I mean my mom read them to me when I was a really little the, kid. Honestly, some of them. the the pace. And the uh, the structure of these new things set in this modern day uh, more closely match those uh, old stories than those than those uh, than the than the yeah. adventures old series. Um, That's interesting because uh, there aren't there generally aren't twenty minute things. It usually starts with I mean the stories go like you know it starts with a page of Watson detailing some mundane thing about how some certain adventure began, and then he goes directly into uh, them sitting there talking and Holmes is mentioning something or doing some cocaine or yeah. or playing his violin and then somebody rushes in the front door and goes hey I've got this problem and then Holmes goes oh yeah well I can see you're from Kent and they're like what? <laughs> it's always something like that yeah, and, then, yeah. and then the person goes like yeah I know I, I hired a, uh, a colored woman and now she's gone missing it's like you know like and then he's like oh okay and then they so you're, t- saying, they you're, saying, you're saying that sort of like the eight 
the, the timeless racism is, is still present in the, in the modern <laughs> No, I, I meant, uh, I mean, generally there was a lot of, it's funny because... Uh, it was like Rudyard Kipling kind of stuff? No, no, it's just that like, uh, there's there's one that's about, uh, this is one called The Mystery of the Yellow Face, and I think at one point, like, and Conan Doyle was really good at, I always say Conan Doyle, I think his middle name was Conan, but I always, uh, I was like saying Conan Doyle like it's hyphenated, but it's not, it's not for Conan Doyle. Yeah. Doyle. Uh, wrote uh, he was actually a great writer in that he could make things that actually weren't scary sound horrifying mm-hmm. and so like there's one like someone's like oh gosh I, there's somebody uh, there's something creepy up in the attic I go up there and there's no one there but I swear to hear noises it's something like that I don't know yeah. it's been years since I read it anyway they, they go over the house and, and uh, Watson happens to look up and see in this window a horrifying yellow face looking out at him and he's terrified and it ends up being like a black kid wearing a mask because the person makes him wear a mask so nobody knows he's a black kid. Oh my god! Like and that's it. And yeah. They're like, oh, tisk tisk. It's not uh, good to hide your black kid, you know. <laughs> like, like that ends up being immoral. But like, oh my gosh. Uh, anyway, the point is, it does jump in. The stories do jump into things pretty quickly. Yeah. The one that's uh, considered the novella, which is the longest of the pieces, is the Hound of the Baskervilles. Even mm-hmm. that moves into it pretty quickly. There's a lot of. There's a lot more. You know. Uh, I saw a stage play at that. Expository stuff in between, but for the most part, it like really follows the, the structure still. And yeah, I don't know. I, I make with the hound. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it makes with the hound pretty quick. I think. I wonder if we'll do that in a modern version. Maybe. Uh-huh. The, the most critical thing for detective stuff, and I think especially for Holmes, is that you get someone that's playing him that like is, is spot on. That gets right. And then Jeremy Brent in the adventure series had it spot on. Like his the mannerisms is sort of. It's a weird character because, uh, and I don't know how much of that's from Doyle or how much of that's just from, from actors' interpretations, and I haven't seen a lot of the old black and white Sherlock Holmes stories or the ones with Peter Cushing or whatever, but um, there's this weird kind of cadence to his, that's both uh, in his behavior and in his mannerisms and in his, uh, his intonation as a character that's th- th- very fun to watch, you know, because he'll... He'll be real quiet and, and talk to himself, sort of, and then he'll blow up about something loudly and move around. I mean, I almost wonder if, if in the modern version, well, they, they do mention in, in, in the first episode sort of some kind of a like psychological diagnosis on him, and, and somebody calls him like a like a psychotic, and then he yells at him. He's like, "No, he's I'm, a, I'm, I'm a high functioning sociopath." High functioning sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know? Which is maybe a little different than, than say, like, the adventure version. I think it's a different character on some levels. I think that some of the, the similar quirks are there. And, you know, like, the whole idea of, like, when he's bored, when he doesn't have something to do, he's not in a good mood. And his attitudes about what is or isn't worth exploring and his arrogance and things are, are kind of there. But it, it definitely seems to me like they modernized the character, but they didn't do it in a way that I, I thought. Because like, my whole thing when I saw first saw, saw this idea, it's like, oh, they're gonna do Sherlock Holmes, but it's gonna be modern era. And I'm like, oh, it's, I, bet, I bet they're gonna be like on text messages and doing all of this, you know, iPods and all kinds of this stupid tech stuff. It's gonna make take the fun and the charm out of like the steampunky Sherlock Holmes universe out of it. And so I was pretty skeptical at first watching it. And, like, the first time you're introduced to Holmes as a character, it's through a text message. And I'm like, really? Is this how this is going to go? But it ends up all working for the story. And the stories are still really solid. So, I mean, the first thing I would say to someone... You seriously call something that's just set in Victorian era steampunky? Well, vaguely. That's pretty much what it takes, you know? That era is when, like, now they have automobiles and stuff. I think it takes a lot more to it than that. Yeah, automobiles and cars. Science fiction. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. But there's, there's a little bit of fiction there, too. 
continuous series. Grasp on the idea of steampunky, I think. Well, I said unk. I added a Y to the end of it to to me make it tenuous, to make it acceptably tenuous. Oh, I'd say. I don't think it works. You don't think it works? I'm officially protesting. Okay, fine. Well, then, just Victorian era period that, that, that is very indicative of the, the, the foggy cobblestone yeah, clip clop clip clopping of horses and the opium dens mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, all the guys back from India with their strange wares uh-huh. and there's Bohemia and all that other stuff. So that is a big part of the Sherlock Holmes sort of like you said the aura of, of the almost kind of frightful, suspenseful component. So when you remove that and you put it in this clean, new, modern London with the tube systems and the sleekness and the uh, and the big Ferris wheel and all that other stuff, you're kind of like, well, is this still going to work? I don't know if this will work. Will this just be like CSI? Will this, be, this just be like Monk? Will this be like all these other modern detective shows where it's some guy that's got a quirk and then somebody a little normal kind of keeps them on the straight and narrow? And I mean, I don't know. I haven't really seen CSI. I can't really tolerate it. It just bothers me. And uh, I haven't really seen Monk and stuff. But to me, this seems like it's like it's like it's good. Sherlock seems like a good show. And I think a lot of that is on, like as you said before, when we were discussing it off podcast, is is, is on that, that main actor. That guy nails the character um, and Benedict brings his brings something to it. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. And and of course having having Jim from the office or Tim from the office uh, is is a solid uh, solid addition and he, he he does that sort of like his take on Watson is 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 I like that version of Watson they, they, much better yeah they make them they make them more uh, combative which is kind of what it what it takes you have to have some sort of friction yeah. between the leads though it's obvious that uh, the only two people either of them can really stand to get along with is each other most of the time they find it like you know. Uh, the only other interactions Freeman has with people besides that girl he meets, Sarah, yeah, uh, is uh, like that that guy he meets in the first one who talks to him on the bench, and he just kind of seems to be biding his time until the guy leaves. Like yeah. like you, kind of. I feel okay. he's kind of like a you. That's that's and then a fair analogy. I and suppose. then uh, Sherlock, you know, obviously just he doesn't even care about human companionship whatsoever. Um, uh, except for as a sounding board, and then you know, of course, they have to do the thing where in the first one, Watson—I uh, uh, don't even know if he ever surprised. He doesn't ever surprise him with any analysis because he he shouldn't ever do that. But he does surprise him by uh, by very loudly appraising his techniques. And, and uh, someone asks if he's you know uh, if he's being uh, patronizing. He's like, I'm not. You know, that's, that's Utterly amazing, and yeah. Holmes always gets a little smile out of that. Like, oh, cool! Like, he's egotistical. Well, no, no, it's, there, all, it's all part of that. There's a reason they're buddies. It, it is, and, and you know, the Sherlock character is great because, uh, and always, it always has been great. It's because he doesn't have, he doesn't ever have altruistic motives, and he's not, he's not someone trying to solve crimes for the sake of helping the people. He, he really ever, even in the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle stories, I mean, his goal is to. Uh, is to show anyone who will be looking uh, how much more clever he is than them, and that's a, that is a sociopathic thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that the sociopath angle is much higher in the in the modern version than I mean in the adventure series. I think they definitely had to make him more likable character, maybe sure. because they, I mean they they dealt with with the drug use and stuff. They did they did all that stuff fairly, but there was quite a few episodes that I can cite having like I said watching watched watched all of them in the last two years or something. Where it ends up being like some kind of a sob story kind of thing, where he lets somebody go, or he, uh, 
He doesn't, you know, take money for something. I mean, it, I mean, there's an element of altruism in the in the character of that version of Sherlock Holmes that we're not really sure yet where but, it's going to go with this. But term. that that version, like I said, is is definitely off base from yeah. the, the books. And in the books, he did frequently uh, go without payment, which which did miff Watson. But it was just because, like yeah. he says in this one, he doesn't care about the money; does not matter to him at all. And someone paying him for him to prove how awesome he is really isn't that interesting to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not necessary. No. Well, Watson still no, takes the money. Say something about when when, uh, when you first see uh, Mycroft and they and they try to play around like maybe he's Moriarty uh-huh. or whatever. And uh, and when they come back to the to, he goes back to the flat and uh, Holmes says, "Do you offer you money?" He's like, "Yes." He's like, well, "Did you take it?" And he's like, "Ah, too bad. We could have split." Yeah, it. exactly. That was good. like that's the only time he even mentions being interested in money, but. Um, well, I think it was because of his brother. He would love he, to see his, his brother. knows his brother. I like the, the take on Mycroft, too. Yeah, I, I, I do like the take on Mycroft also just because in the third one, they show that he's actually very brilliant, too. He does he does one of those things where he uh, he does a quick um, observation yeah, 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 thing yeah. About, about Watson. Yeah, he like, wasn't... He wasn't he wouldn't yeah. even possibly know. He's like, what? Like, he, he, did, he didn't sleep on... He slept on the couch. Exactly. Yeah. Not, not, on, not on the pull-down or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so he realizes this is a, a family of geniuses. Well, no, yeah. but that was always true for Mycroft. Is he the always... chick, the text, the text messaging chick in the back of the car is super hot. Yeah, red, nice little Ooh. redhead, yeah, yeah, that he's got working for him. I, I That's... We, we should get a little more focused here, but we can just talk about each episode a little. But back to the Mycroft thing in terms of the whole history... Uh, it seemed like even in, uh, and he was great in the old adventure series too. He was just this like miserable old guy, like did not like the idea of going anywhere, or doing anything, and that was kind of why. But he was like a better detective than, than Holmes. He was just smarter than him. I think that's always been the case: is that Mycroft is, if he put his mind to it, yeah. Is, he, but but, but he, he's he got his that. job. He he's got a secretive yeah. job for the government. Mycroft is, is yeah. He he said often that. And that's actually one of the reasons that Alan Moore mentioned for using... I don't know if you've read the comic series for League of Extraordinary. I've been read the first page yeah. and it has Mycroft Holmes in it, so I'm going to read the rest for sure. He's, uh, yeah, he's he's the, like, M of the British government. Like, yeah. they actually use M, like, the minister of the basically secret mm-hmm. secret service agency or whatever. The they MI6 and whatever, yeah. And, uh, and he's, and it's him, and, and they mentioned that he's, like, you know, one of the more brilliant minds, and he does, he never does anything more than just be bureaucratic in it, but it's, you know, it's him, and that's yeah. the whole point. That's cool. But yeah, so, so the, the way this the, this modern Sherlock series starts off is with sort of a flashback to Afghanistan, where you have the, the, the John Watson character. Now, Afghanistan, I guess, kind of doubles for India in this case, because the, the original John Watson character was a doctor, a military doctor, who had gotten back from India, and they never really played much up, I don't know, at least not in the adventure series, uh, in terms of any kind of post-traumatic stress or any kind of issues that he had with that. It was all very, you know, proper in English, that series. Of course, yeah. And so, and like you said, there was no very little confrontation between the Holmes and the Watson character, which I definitely like in this one. I don't feel like it's artificial. I feel like it just adds greater complexity and interaction to the characters. And it makes Watson a much more interesting character than just being sort of a sort of a sycophantic uh, sounding board for Holmes. He he had much more to do with everything in the first episode than in the other ones. Because he actually plays a major part in the end of it. Uh, I think the, uh, another reason why they have been more combative is because it adds to the one uh, humorous element they try to add to it is people constantly mistaking them for a gay couple. Yeah. Which, in the first one, it's semi-hinted that Holmes might be gay. Uh, I, I, I tend to believe that it's just impossible to make that character probably, he's probably more like asexual. 
Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Well, he says he's. He even says, and I don't know when they hint that he might be gay. Well, because, because the he, he says said, that he's completely married to his work. He, he does say that, but he says that after uh, after he thinks that uh, Watson is coming on to him. But first, uh, Watson asks asks him if he has a girlfriend, and he says, "Not really my area." So he's more he's more definitive about that. Just things I've read about it. A bunch of people are like, "Oh, I think that means he's good." Well, people love to do and, that these days. But I mean, the the, the final say is. Uh, the, the the co-creators were both asked about it and they both said, oh, he's not gay. So, like, yeah. that's that's the answer. But, I mean, people are always like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, well, so, you lots know, of people the, like the, 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 work is, the work is the truth, not the people who say what the truth is. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. That's why David, it doesn't matter what David Simon says. <laughs> about the wire. Yeah. Or it doesn't matter what the guy who did Sopranos says about the ending of that. Like, people are still going to believe what they want to believe. Yeah. That's, that's what makes it art, right? But, um... Yeah, so, so I'm trying to even remember what the plot of the first episode is. But so Watson is this is kind of he's got a limp and a cane. And he's kind of pathetic and and sad, and he's this this ex army d- doctor that uh, still has his has his pistol and is is trying to start a blog and have a blog because he's going through uh, therapy and his therapist says it's good for him to talk well, about the these thing, things. The thing that spices in between all that is the uh, is the people. Uh, shakily picking up a bottle of pills, yeah, yeah. And, they, and they keep showing that, and, they and, that, that, and then they turn the, up dead. That's the only thing that feels kind and of like the, a, the a cheesy modern thing, yeah. The Lestrade character, who I, I like that guy, I like, I like that, that guy too, yeah. And he like, and and they make it much clearer in this that he really, uh, he really appreciates Holmes' help. In, oh, the, yeah. in the books, he pretty much hated Holmes, and he hated that he had to go to Holmes. He hated that he had to go to Holmes. That's always right. really. There was in a, this case, he's like very just like. Everyone else shut up and let him work. You yeah, know, exactly. He does that a lot, which I don't know if that really adds anything to it. But, but the guy is, seems kind of dumb. The actor seems kind of dumb, so I think that helps. Like, a, l- a little. I'd like, say, I'd say the by cops like the, just aren't capable. By the, by the, the third one, because Lestrade's not in the second one, but by the third one, you can tell like that he's he's definitely like a, like a capable police officer and as a manager and stuff. I think he's oh, just sure. making a smart decision, which is like you always want people that are smarter than you working it's for you. It's just funny to me that, that uh, you'd have that many people working under you who are so vocal about not using some genius crime yeah. solver to solve the crimes you're working on. I think it's just more his attitude. And, I, and I hypothesize that uh, maybe if, I mean, th- and this would silence the gay thing forever, but the uh, uh, the, the black girl that thinks he's a psychotic. Yeah, I, I keep feeling like Maybe there was something that happened with them in the past, like, and she's because okay. she she acts like like that toward him, and she says a few things about like when she's she says in great detail things she, she thinks are wrong with him to Watson in the first one. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible she had a thing for him, exactly. and, but it's also and then she's with Anderson the crime scene. Yeah, 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 and it could just be that the, 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 the way that Anderson is undermined by him bothers her because possibly. she wants to be with Anderson but doesn't want but really wants to be with Holmes because she really wants to be with the top guy. Sure, sure. And he that's said, how women are. He right? says that he said a great line about. Uh, well, he, he knew that uh, his wife was away because he smelled the same deodorant on him that he did on the girl. Yeah. But then he said something about, and her knees are scuffed, and I don't think she's been doing any floor cleaning. <laughs> That's true. They do add yeah. that extra level of, like, sort of bastardness to yeah. it. Which I, which, I, which I definitely like. So, yeah, so the first one involves a series of murders that, that aren't necessarily murders. They're suicides. Yeah. Because there seems to be no, no one was forced, but they're, they're somewhat unrelated. And so eventually, of course, Holmes does his Holmes thing where he looks at a body and he figures out this and figures out that and there's something's missing here and puts the pieces together. And um, and th- those are always interesting. I mean, I, I've heard people talk about 
like in their in reviews for like the show the Guy Ritchie Sherlock Holmes movie where it's like really like they show him pick up like some flower and like if you don't know what that flower does it like like it all seems convenient in terms of explanation later on in the movie yeah. and there's an element of that I suppose to 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 all mysteries maybe to all mystery stories but if, if the work is there in terms of like connecting the dots and it doesn't feel like there's a whole bunch of hand waving or a bunch of like convenient contrivances. Then I, I think I give it. I, I give it a degree of a pass in terms of being effective, good detective mystery stuff. And in in all three episodes of the show uh, of Sherlock, I think they've done a pretty good job with it. Like in terms of connecting the dots and being like, well, this guy's wearing this kind of cloak coat, which indicates this. And, and they even he even admits at some point he's like, how much did I get right when he was talking about Watson's phone? He's like, your brother gave you that phone, blah blah blah. And he got like everything right except that the brother was actually his sister. Right, and but, 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 but the sister, but, but the sister, sister is gay, and so right. that whole gets into the whole like, can he tell the difference between genders? There, there was, there was actually happened. a really uh, 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 the person who reviews this, the the TV club thing. You know, they had different people. Yeah, I read the one for the third the, one. The, the funny thing they said was about what the funny line the person said that everyone was commenting on afterwards. That I thought was great was that he was uh, that the Holmes character is quote unquote confounded by homosexuality. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just he doesn't get the Jim character in uh-huh. the end, and he doesn't he, like he like. The one thing, like, yeah, exactly. Uh, this was written his, by a, a woman. Are you brother, sure? Like, yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he just—he's confounded by homosexuality. Like it doesn't—it doesn't work with his brain or whatever. So I, I don't know. I, I think I think that is an interesting quirk about his character that that's happened to him multiple times in, yeah. in the series. That like he just doesn't know what's going on. But he did identify the, the, oh, sure. the Jim character yeah, yeah, sure, sure. based on certain things. Yeah. And we, uh, awesome. I don't—I don't know. We'll get into the third episode, but. but so basically, so there's a series of unrelated, seemingly unrelated murders. He eventually puts it together, and I mean, it's the first episode, so you kind of give it a pass that it's like just as simple as, oh, wait, it's the guy driving the taxi that's killing all the people that took the, the taxi, you know? And so at that point, you're kind of like, okay, there's nothing terribly clever about that in and of itself. But then the way that that whole thing resolves itself at the end with this like two, one guy sitting down talking with another guy, I'm going to make you want to kill yourself, but maybe you won't. I don't know. It had a great angle to it. It, it, it was, it was really compelling and high totally, suspense. Totally. And then the way that it's kind of dashed at the end was also very uh, satisfying for it me. It totally was. And, it, and it's, it's one of those things also where like... It, it also made the character of Holmes a little different because he he didn't really solve anything. Like he didn't yeah. know if he was taking the right one or not. He had no way of knowing. Yeah. And he's he's a little bit brutal to the dying guy. Oh, absolutely. He's Callahan you know, like, brutal. It, that, yeah. That's totally out of and, Dirty uh, Harry one. He steps on the guy that's dying until he gets what he needs to hear. Yeah, and uh, and I like that. I mean, well, I, I, I like that too. I mean, I, it, it it shows that. I mean, it shows that his character isn't some like you know. Let's help the people. Let's help the masses. Yeah, he's not not a truly altruistic he just guy. Heard this guy has a deadly disease, and he's got daughters he wants to care for, and then he steps on his his uh, his mortal wound uh-huh. to inflict pain to get an answer he wants. Yeah. yeah, it was good. I, I I mean, I thought the way that that whole first episode played out was great, and the, like you said, the introduction of Mycroft in that first episode yeah. being like you really making people that are like on the wall. I mean, most people that know of Sherlock Holmes, they know the Sherlock Holmes. There's the Doctor Watson. And then there's uh, there's his bad guy. His bad guy is uh, Moriarty. And even though Moriarty, everyone everyone always says it was only in two stories, and it's you know not like he was mentioned in a third, I believe. Not like he was this continual reemerging villain or anything. But he's but I mean the fact that Holmes calls him his nemesis and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that was just because it was like the first, the the only person that was ever, other than the uh, the Irene Adler character, who it'll be interesting if they introduce. I'm wondering about that too because that's that's one of, I mean, the defining things about Holmes in the in the books were Irene Adler, 
Moriarty, uh, you know, hit, hit the fact... And the drug had, addiction. The, the drug, well, sure. The, the fact that he had a human relationship with Watson, because he does mention multiple times that, like, as, as the series goes on, he, he continually uh, speaks about how, like, how astounded he is that, you know, he's... Uh, he has such a great friend as, as Watson. He's never, you know, he's yeah. never had a friend essentially. No, no, and, and you get a little of that even in the first three episodes. Oh, of, sure. Of the show, like, where, like the third one, where he's like, he's got these shoes that they're analyzing, and uh, and it's like, give me your take on it. Yeah. He starts weaning Watson onto his way of thinking, which which is something that in the uh, in the adventure series was a big deal. He uh, Watson at a certain point was almost like. Like an undergrad Holmes, yeah. where he would he could go and by proxy almost do a lot of that work and, and think in that way. He had been trained enough, yeah. having worked with him. And I think part of the thing is the being a physician, like looking at a body and stuff. You do all of that. Like he sits down, he's like, okay, well he hasn't been dead for very long because of this, this, and this. These are all signs of this. So as a physician, especially as like an army physician, I think he, he's got a lot of. Like talents that he certainly brings to, to the mix. He's not just like the regular old dummy guy that is just there to make you know to be the normal guy that we all watch and associate with in, in this in this world. But yeah, so the conclusion of the first episode definitely gets you going on. Okay, there's this there's the Moriarty character's been established, and the the dif- the differences. I would say the biggest thing is the differences between. The, the Sherlock, the modern day Sherlock show, and any other incarnation, and it's like, did it work? Did setting it in modern era completely take all of the charm and the fun out of the characters? Or and they not only did that, but they, but they they added a whole hell of a lot of youth to both characters. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, even though uh, Martin Freeman now has graying hair on the sides, uh, he still looks to be like thirty years younger than any Watson incarnation. The, 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 the more I see stuff like this, the more the guy Richie Watson uh, or Sherlock Holmes movie looks like crap to me. I can't imagine they're actually going to do a sequel for it. Though they, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it worked. It just, it just, it takes, it takes the characters and make, puts them in too crazy a place to me. Well, that's what you're going to get with a big budget movie. You know, you kind of got to expect, accept it. I, I just don't, li- I don't like a Sherlock Holmes who goes out and punches people for fun. And stuff. But Sherlock Holmes was a bare knuckle. That was from the stories, right? But he, but he wasn't like a, an MMA fighter. Yeah, that's he, true. He, that's he true. mixes it up at every single thing in, yeah. that, in that movie. That's true. He just is like he tells people something snarkily, like you know, I, well, I, I know this because of this, and then he just punches people. Like yeah. the whole point of Sherlock's whole thing, Holmes character is the is mind like, over the mask. It's like I mean, that's it's, it's all based off of uh, Edgar Allan Poe's uh, Dupont, but but that is like you know a guy who looks down upon physical confrontation because of his idea of uh, ratiocination. Mm-hmm. Which is the, the the whole deduction thing, art of deduction, except for taken to a different level. Like the ratiocination is like inference and like you know intuition leading you based on deductive you know reasoning yeah. and then understanding things about the world. It, like yeah, going like the, like the, the Earth rotates around. So, I mean, I mean the sun. Sherlock Holmes Doyle was pretty much just ripping off Edgar Allan Poe, but he took it to to great depths and made a great character out of it and put his own stuff into it. I mean, I kind of feel like... And part of it, I mean, I'll cop to it, is just that I like the genre detective stuff so much and certain kinds of settings that... It's the same way I feel about Batman. Where, like, I accept many different incarnations of Batman as being perfectly fun and perfectly fine. The Tim Burton version, the Christopher Nolan version, the animated series version, the comic book version, the Adam West version. I enjoy all of those. I don't take a lot of issue with, oh, well, in this version, Batman is acting all like he wants to get out of being Batman. Like, in the Nolan version, in the Dark Knight, he's like, 
uh, you know, he's like almost looking for a way out. He's like, maybe Harvey Dent can do this so I don't have to do it anymore. And it's like, well, in that version, in that kind of reality, with that kind of character, it works for me. Yeah, now, course, and in, yeah. in, like, the comics, maybe he's more, like, driven and psychotic. And then that works. And... I mean, I don't know. So I enjoy all those different... So I feel the same way about Holmes. I enjoyed the Adventures versions in certain respects. Um, I, I And, you know, and, and the same thing about the, the Richie one. It's like, you're right. It's not... That's not maybe the most purest form of the Holmes character as maybe Conan Doyle would want it to be or maybe as what what's the value of that character being that way, you know, with the with the mind over matter. But it's still fun. Like, I, I mean, I still give it a pass. I still enjoyed the movie and thought it was well-constructed and everything else. But uh, I definitely... Uh, what, see, what about that overwrought slow motion scene where you think everyone was blown up? And oh, yeah, that was that was odd. That, that was kind of cool to look at, though. And I'm not a big fan of slow motion, just like you're not. But but I don't know. I thought it was it, it was different. Whatever. Like I said, I, was, I, I didn't have anything... Nothing about the movie offended me terribly, so I just have no reason to really to rag on it. You know, and I didn't uh, have so much invested in it being a certain way. I didn't expect it to be good, honestly. I think I had low expectations, and then it I did too. it exceeded them to a degree, but not to a major degree. But I had the same thing about Sherlock, thinking modern era, this is not going to work. What? And as soon as the introduction with the text messages, I'm like, really? And then him talking about, I prefer it by text, and I'm like, really? Is this just going to be like an excuse to just, just like add sense? It just makes sense. no. It does though, yeah. right? But but it doesn't become like a ridiculous advertisement no. for tech stuff. No, absolutely, and it's just the, it hasn't turned into like magic hacker skill stuff. He's not like some guy that just can do anything with a computer. Well, in the in the very beginning, they do say that uh, for, he's. Well, he he's, does do he's the, mass, the texting, mass thing, texting yeah. all them, yeah. and at some point, he tell uh, Lestrade tells that woman, um, I don't know how he's if doing you can this. figure out how he's doing that, then I'll make him stop. You know, yeah. like. Yeah, they do. They do do that, and then you're almost like, "Where's this gonna go?" And then it, it, you're right. It all it all works, and it all makes sense. And they have a few caveats they have to do, where they have to put text on the screen to let you know what's being, you know, communicated through a text message. Well, yeah, they said they said they did that consciously so that they wouldn't have to keep cutting to text screens. Yeah, exactly. And I think so I, smart. I, I like it. Yeah, it works. It, it's different. It takes a second. It, all, all the, they make the tech stuff. It adds to it. It helps. It does help speed things up pace wise too, um, in terms of make- just you know. And you know what? And it, and it gives it gives you a great moment in the first episode. Uh, just the fact that the technology is where it is when uh, they they check the GPS thing on the phone. You know, yeah. like the lady the lady was smart, right? He yeah. figures he's all excited because he figures out this lady who died who was cheating was smart. He doesn't care if she was cheating. Yeah, like yeah. That. he's just rad that she uh-huh. was clever. And so, and then the whole thing leads him to the point that the GPS is there with them, and you see the shadowy guy standing behind her stairwell. That stuff is utterly creepy to me. I love that. That's yeah, no, awesome. that, that is cool. And and then it ended up not being some scary looking guy, but he was made even scarier by the fact that his face was so blank and nondescript and pink and round and like he was just like some just squirrely some, little dude, some little like, dude. Just, yeah, great. He was I mean, ang- angry and thought he was clever. Say, I mean, you know, one thing I. I um, I didn't even think what was going to happen. I knew this was going to be a modern thing, and I knew that I knew there was going to be the text, and I knew there was going to be all this and this. And then uh, I didn't even realize it till like the second episode. But all along, he's still using a magnifying glass, which is the yeah. little thing he pulls out, which is which is you know great. Cause, it's awesome because like, it's, it's who would ever need a magnifying glass? Well, no, ever, but at the same know? time, it's like, what is he, does iPhone have an app for the magnifying glass mm-hmm. yet? No, you still need to use a magnifying glass to look at a physical object. You need to magnify it yeah. when you're there. I mean, he could take pictures with his iPhone and then do enhance, but you know, with the fingers. But and he probably has done that in some things. But yes, no, the magnifying glass is cool, um, and he jumps right into. You, that. you like when he uh, 
his his urgent thing that he uh, he wants Watson to come home to to do is to get him uh, to get him something out of his jacket. Yeah, and, and he's sitting he's sitting with the jacket on the chair he's sitting on yeah. while he's doing. Could you something. answer the, answer the phone for me? Yeah, or could you send a text for me? And he's like, seriously? 